Do you want to do a Do you want to do an energy exercise? Sure. Flim, flim, flim. Give it a few flim, 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 flim. Test my levels. Oh yeah. Is that what Is that what the professionals do? Yeah, absolutely. Flim, 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 flim. It's interesting watching musicians and stuff. What they do pre-show. The Americans always do prayers before a before a concert. If you're watching a documentary and there's a Whitney Houston concert or. A Backstreet yeah. Boys concert or something. They always huddle around in a circle with the dancers and the other people involved in the team. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. <laughs> wow, interesting. What would you do? I just would probably throw up. I think that would be my pregame. <laughs> yeah. Just a quick chuck. Yeah, just uh, beta blockers. Just a mountain of beta blockers. Yeah. <laughs> to, to really center myself before anything uh, anxiety-inducing, I really like to connect with my spirit by taking an almost fatal amount of beta blockers. <laughs> Crushing any betas. Beta blockers are quite, that's it, more an instantaneous. Yeah. I've heard, I heard somebody refer to it recently as a pill-in-the-pocket solution. Which is which I'd never heard before, but apparently this is an industry oh, thing. Okay. It doesn't. I don't think it just refers to beta blockers. I think it can be any medication that you typically don't need to take, but you can take it in a pinch. So it also can be for yeah. heart arrhythmias and things like this. It's called the pill. Viagra. Yeah, exactly. For me, um, I have to dust it off and check the expiration date. <laughs> My Viagra is always covered. It never works either because it's always covered in dust. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's it's just, imagine that, getting uh, poisoned by expired Viagra. That's a sad way to go. <laughs> what about uh, weed? How long can you just keep weed in a... That's a good question. Just asking I, for a friend. Weed does have a shorter lifespan. Mm. You need fresh weed. You need that fresh sticky icky treat you like my hoopy goopy. <laughs> Junk it how you get so be, he. I'll be there when a moment goes. You'll be there when a moment comes. <laughs> yeah. This week's welcome, hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Praise the Machine. And this week's forgotten gem is <laughs> by Baby Bash. You be dead with a monic gong. You be dead with a monic gong. Get me lifted, gifted, higher than the ceiling. And ooh, it's a banana I'm peeling. <laughs> I always get that song mixed up in my head with um, Butterfly. Mm-hmm. You know, come my lady, come, come my oh, yeah. lady. I always get it confused with um, Claire de Lune by Debussy. <laughs> always get those two mixed up. Yeah, it's the same feel. Yeah. It's the same, like you listen to both and you think, God, I'm in the presence of genius. I'm in the know? presence of God. Yeah, I touch the face of God. <laughs> But I had sugar, sugar. She was there when I'm on the gone. You'll be there when I'm on the gone. I think when I was a kid, I, I did really love quite a, like, like well into my adolescence. I was really into the idea of, I don't know, mysteries and the unexplained and was kind of entranced by those sorts of things. So I would go to the school library and I'd get books out on like, UFOs and Bigfoot and whatever, and I don't know, the Bermuda Triangle and all that sort of shit. 
Do you remember when I used to have a detect aspirations of being a detective when I was a boy? Yeah. So probably what's important for our listeners to understand <laughs> to get a sense of you, which is what is perhaps the thing that's defined your life more than any other event or happening, was that you when what age were you when this happened? Uh, about about nine or ten, I would say. So when you were about nine or ten years old, you ran a fledgling uh, detective agency. Yeah, I. What happened was I was. Um, You're in Canada. I was in Canada. A real picture. Yeah. You're, you're drinking maple syrup. You're playing ice hockey. Exactly. Eating flapjacks and waffles, and then came back to. Like I'd left Australia when I was five or six and I came back when I was about eight and then I'd lived in Perth and we all know that Canadians are very lovely people and have a reputation for sort of earnestness and decency and kind heartedness. And I'd say that reputation is somewhat warranted and Australians don't have that reputation, which is also warranted. So I went, (laughs) I came back to Perth and all the kids were sort of quite cynical by comparison and I thought it would be a good idea still being sort of steeped in Canadian innocence to start a kids detective agency (laughs) because of the there was a abundance of crime at the school yeah there was a lot of yeah there's a there's a big issue with um white collar crime at the school and I thought we need to get to the you watched of the this. news and you you watched the news and then the next day you went to school and said there was a double murder suicide <laughs> in Subiaco last week and we need to get to the bottom of it and I think yeah. I'm the man for the job yeah I think the, the kids detective agency against the bloody Perth mafia <laughs> but um yeah so I, I I called it the kids police force oh wow and I made a logo and I had my dad use the photocopier at work to print out some flyers. Oh, so Peter was complicit. Yeah, he should have discouraged it. But I should have said, this will end badly. Yeah. I think that's why he was on board, to be honest. He was like, oh, this shit's going to be good. Yeah, sure, I'll print your flyers. This is going to have terrible social consequences. <laughs> and... Uh, and then, and then I, so he printed them out and then I took them to school and distributed them to people who are mostly just confused. Like potential employees? I don't know. I don't actually know that I... You said, I'm John from the HR department of the <laughs> police force detective service. Yeah. And we're looking for fresh young talent. And they said, what even is this? And I was like, you know, it's, <laughs> I just kind of like the idea of it. I don't know. I've reached out to you on LinkedIn as well. <laughs> And yeah, the other day, the other day I had my like 30th work anniversary on LinkedIn for the kids police force. And then, (laughs) and then, yeah, then my popularity took a real body blow after that. (laughs) You're a narc. Because I was, because all the kids were like, what is this guy even proposing? Oh, I don't know. I used to read these detective, these kids detective books and you'd like, you know, you do think they would teach you like how to write secret messages or how to do like, um, how to, I don't know. 
decipher codes and shit like that, how to be surreptitious. And I just fucking loved it. I don't know if you could draw a line between that and what I'm doing now with my life. Well, I was about to say, you've gone from, you have a sense of justice. Yeah, I guess. You've gone from detective agency. And of course, my joke is always that I like to mistake you being a lawyer for (laughs) being a detective. And then I always (laughs) use the line from Jim Carrey film, The Mask. Because he, there's a detective that is trying to find out who's this masked character yeah. getting up to all this mischief. Right. And Jim Carrey knows that he is the mask when he puts the mask on. Uh-huh. Stan, Stanley Ipkiss is his character's name. And I think it's the, it's also just a little aside, it's the breakout role for Cameron Diaz, the mask. Oh, yeah. She's uh, his love interest. Yeah, she was the sort of knockout blonde in it. Yeah. He goes up to the detective and he goes, so detective, uh, any luck, uh crack in the case and mm-hmm. that's what i always say to you any luck crack in the case <laughs> yeah sadly not I think there's a podcast, there may be, um, I haven't checked yet. Do you think there's a podcast entirely dedicated to sleep? Because we were looking for themes. Oh, that's a good idea. We were thinking, what can we pivot this into? Yeah. And I was thinking, snoozecast <laughs> with John Maloney and <laughs> Alexander Holland. Well, somebody, um, somebody I know, uh, shout out to my friend Jess, told me that she, she listens to it when she goes to bed. Oh, to our, to our podcast, that's that's um, yeah. that's nice to hear because I've never thought of my, I've th- I thought I've thought of your voice as being quite soothing when we did the when we did the proof of concept pilot cast. Mm. I found your voice much more soothing than mine coming out of my little JBL speaker, and I was almost <laughs> tempted to equalize your voice to take some of the bass out of it so it's more uh. in line with mine. I was going to roll off some of the low end. On your yeah okay, so that our voices are more uniform. Yeah, don't be doing that. <laughs> my low end is my low end is my whole thing. I was gonna emasculate. I was also going to raise the pitch of your voice by six semitones. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna call you John, John Johnny the Chipmunk. <laughs> and I was going to make mine really deep. We can actually do it if you want. I can. It's, I can do it in post. It's Alexander Holland and his sidekick, Lil Fella. <laughs> um, che- cheeky John John the Squirrel. <laughs> cheeky John John the Barrister Squirrel. We can do a, like, we can do two <laughs> seconds of it in post if you want. I, if you, yeah, okay, okay let's do okay, it. Okay, so I, so I'm going to be. I'm. I need to be the fatherly figure. Was his name? His name was Dave in Alvin and the Chipmunks, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Wow, <clears> and so I'll do my, memory. I'll do my, so I'll say something in my rich, deep American accent and I'll drop my voice by one semitone and then I'll push yours up till you sound chipmunk-esque <laughs> and you'll, you, you say, so I'm going to say hi everybody and welcome to the podcast. And then you say, hey everyone, it's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me back, Uncle Dave. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So, okay. okay so here we go. <clears throat> 
Hi, everybody. It's Uncle Dave here, and welcome back to the podcast. And of course, with me on my shoulder again, as he is every week, it's my little pet, my little fella, little Johnny the Squirrel. Hi, everyone. Great to be here on the podcast. Thanks, Uncle Dave. Dave. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question for you yeah. that you better know the answer to. Yeah. Why? I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day with a blank stare, as I sometimes do for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> nude. Just giving myself that nude mirror blank stare. Uh, yeah, I love it. As the, really getting to know yourself. As the sun rises. And I was staring at my eyebrows and I said to myself, <laughs> God, why do we have eyebrows? And that was what I was going <laughs> to... So that's what I was going to put to you. And I, that was my. I thought you were going to say, you said, these are not my beautiful eyebrows. <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. No, do you know? Do you know why we have eyebrows? They, they're fucking weird looking things. Mm. I don't know. I guess it's to stop. Um, I imagine it helps, for example, in stopping perspiration getting did into you, the how, eye. Did you just guess that? Yeah. That is. Uncanny. Is that why? I would have not guessed. Yes, that is exactly right. I would have not guessed oh, wow. that. And also, you've ruined my segment. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. You were, you were supposed to. We'll, re, we'll, re, we'll re-record and I'll just make some inane suggestion. Here's how that was meant to go. You were supposed to say, no, I've got no idea. And then what I was going to say is, well, here's what <laughs> happened. So I went on Wikipedia and I put in eyebrows. <laughs> and what it said was yeah. that when... Wikipedia said that when God made Adam and Eve and he was in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Christian Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. And he just, just for him, he was getting real sleepy, God, because he'd been working on humans <laughs> all week and he had been having late nights, drinking a lot of coffee, waking up real this early. Is a, this is like a bedtime story getting, cast. He was getting right to the end of finishing. He'd, he'd spent a lot of time. On the penis of the man, and dad taken up weeks <laughs> and hours on the boobs of the lady, and he was exhausted. So he's in the Garden of Eden, and he I said, mean, "Shows he said, his effort shows." He said, <laughs> "He said, I'm just gonna have to have a little bit of a sleep. I'm so exhausted." So he just had a little sleep. God, he lay down in the grass of the Garden of Eden and he just popped Adam and Eve down, and they were both just made of skin at this point. Maybe they had hair on their head, and he thought, I've given them enough hair, a little bit of hair on their bits, oh. under the arms. Uh, and he said, oh, that's the, I'm probably done with hair. Yeah. And he went to sleep. And then when he woke up in the morning, two pairs of beautiful furry little caterpillars had crawled up on above the eyebrows. Above two beautiful baby caterpillars had crawled above the eyelids of Adam and Eve, and they'd had... And they'd slept there and it was, it just looked right. Yeah. And God said, this looks about right. And he said, (laughs) human is finished. That is how he got (laughs) eyebrows. Just, just really (laughs) elaborate penises and breasts and then eyebrows. Yeah. So he was so Mm. excited that two pairs of beautiful little caterpillars they crawled right up above the eyelids and had a cute little sleep and he said this looks about right it's just something you've told 
You've come up with, is it? Yeah, I just came up with it then. That's pretty good. Yeah. And it's pretty good. And he also said, I bet these caterpillars are going to keep sweat out of the eyes of these dirty, sweaty <laughs> mammals that I just made. It's weird, though, when you think, because in order to, I mean, there are, you know, maybe there, there are exceptions to this, but generally speaking, in order to be made permanent as a fixture of human anatomy, it has to demonstrate some survival advantage. Yeah. Which means that there must at some point have been someone who had, well, I assume, I can only assume it would have meant there must have at some point been somebody who had just a bare skin brow. Yeah. And then they got like sweat in their eyes at the wrong time. <laughs> That's right. And got devoured by a saber tooth tiger. I can't believe you got that right. I could never deduce that kind of stuff. What made you think that? Um, because you often have a you often have a very deep pool of sweat gathering just above your eyebrows, <laughs> <laughs> and you thought, "Fuck, yeah, lucky exactly. I got these caterpillars up here, or this shit to be oh, right sure. in my peepers, be like pepper spray." Exactly. One day I was walking along, and I was sort of walking along, balancing like a kind of <laughs> dam of sweat on the top of my brow, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Like a tribes person with a water carrier on your head. Yeah. And then I walked, there was an old man in front of me who just had a completely bald noggin and he just walked in front of a tram and died. <laughs> and I said, there before the grace of God go I. Thank you again, eyebrows. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Don't Praise the Machine. As always, I want to say thank you to Bill Paxton, the... Thanks, Bill. What would we say, the patron of the show? Yeah, I think he has become the patron of the show. And as I said to you the other day, you know, you sort of think, who... Surely there's no one actor who's been in Terminator, Apollo 13, Twister, Titanic. Spy Kids 2. Spy Kids 2. Yeah. Um, But there is... That is him. Sir Bill Paxton. And we also want to say that the jam of the show is Sugar Sugar by Baby Bash. We want to say <laughs> you got me lifted, lifted, gifted, higher than the ceiling, and ooey, it's ultimate feeling. You got me lifted, feeling so gifted. Sugar, how'd you get so fly? I fucking love that song. That little guitar riff. Ooh-wee. It does give me the ultimate feeling. Do you want to say it's good? Do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Like a children's television show? Yeah, I want to say I hope everyone has a wonderful week. And remember to be kind to yourselves, but not too kind, because sometimes I think all that self-care stuff (laughs) verges on self-coddling. Respect yourself as somebody with a reasonable degree of resilience, but don't be mean to yourself. (laughs) Hear, hear. And we will catch you next week, everybody. John John and Alfie Balfie out. (laughs) Bye. Peace. Peace. Peace.